Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you to see you nice. Welcome once again to Play Pods, right? My name is Stephen. Joining me as ever, it's Simon. Simon, how are you, mate? Absolutely shivering, Steve. It's snowing heavens high here, but apart from that, tickety-boo as always. Excellent. That's what we like, except, I mean, the snow can do one, but, you know, it's nice to, It's nice for a bit of change. Change of scenery. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It could be gungeon, so it could be worse. It could, yeah. That's the first time I've recorded since we put out the poll for our top fives as to who was better. Simon, your words were, this isn't a competition, but we'll put a poll up to see whose top five was better. Well, the answer is mine just edged it out, I'm afraid. Oh, well, that's because you've got the popular vote. <laughs> I'm WCW, you're WWE. I'll take that. But today we're yep. here to talk about another classic in the kids' TV library, Get Your Own Back. What yep. an absolute gem this is. Oh, nostalgia to the max. Yeah. I didn't realise, again, I feel like I'm treading old old words here, I didn't realise this ran for as long as it did. It so, had a first stint, yeah. Yeah, so original air date, 26th of September 1991, ending on the 1st of January 2004. I thought it was a bit longer than that, I'm not going to lie. Really? So I'm actually quite surprised it was that short, in a sense. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, I mean, considering so many kids' shows are, like, short-lived, like, what do you think gave this its staying power? Three words. Dave, Benson, Phillips. And I won't argue that, that fact. That's the staying power right there. Yeah. If you think of 90s kids' TV programmes, you think of Dave, Benson, Phillips. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the show itself was devised by Brian Marshall, who, if it's the same person... I think it was when I did the research, has written for The Russ Abbott Show, Roland Rat, and even Keith Harrison Orville. I wish I could fly way up to the sky, but I can't. There you go, then. It gets no better than that, does it? Yeah. If you, could, if you can write for a mannequin bird, you know you're going far, far in life. Yeah. And, of course, as we've already mentioned, our host for the evening was Dave Benson Phillips, and in later years was co-hosted with Lisa Brockwell and grand total Dave was there for 190 episodes of course we all we may also know Ben Phillips from his time on play days as well yes play days <laughs> oh don't I'm 34 years old <laughs> I mean the thing is so like I'm, I'm having a conversation with with Haley. I'm like Spencer Phillips was on Playdays, wasn't wasn't he? And she immediately goes, yeah, yeah, it was Playground Stop. Like, no hesitation. <laughs> that like, sounds I, like Haley, yeah. I only remember the Wybird Stop. Ah, uh, I'm familiar with it, but I couldn't name it. Yeah. Like I said, I've slept since then. I, I can't remember <laughs> any of that. Yeah. So, your format for Get Your Own Back. So, teams varied over time between two and three battle it out consisting of a child and an adult the adult be it teacher parent slash other relative is essentially on trial for a way they've wronged the child and wronged as an in inverted commas very much so and the children compete in games to earn the right to gunge their adult and the ultimate act of revenge at the end of the show the child who has gained the most points has earned the right to get their own back upon their adult by dunking them in a pool of gunge most versions of the show gave the adult the chance to preemptively get their own back upon the child this was by means of answering questions that had very obvious answers, beginning with a certain letter. But here was the catch. They could not give answers beginning with that letter, which was which would, of course, have been far too easy. For example, a man who was not allowed to give answers beginning with B was asked, what's the opposite of forwards? 
and he came up with the answer reverse, which was duly accepted. If the adult managed to come up with five correct answers within the time limit, the child would be gunned from above. However, children are not permitted without an adult, so the adults would inevitably get it in the end. This changed over time, so yeah. essentially to bring it into our world, so essentially to kind of bring it up, it was, it would just be like they determined from how high you got dropped in. Yeah, it, it was inevitable you were getting dunked or gunged. Yeah. It's just from how high. Yeah, exactly. Now, essentially, like to bring this into our other world of wrestling for a minute, like you're basically dealing with the build to WrestleMania 13 here. So Sid and Undertaker were feuding, as were Bretton and Austin. Bret and Sid fought for the title. Undertaker wanted Sid to win so that he could wrestle for the title, but Austin wanted Bret to win. Even though they hate, they all hate each other. They're actually working together and stuff like this. So here we have kid wants to win, but their adult wants to lose. So that the other kid wins, thus saving themselves. It creates this very weird kind of dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's also along the lines of, um, I think it was the build-up to No Way Out 2001, Triple H and Austin, yeah, where yeah. they had to pick each pick a representative and the winner would pick the stipulation. Yeah. And I think they had to pick, uh, I think like Triple H picked Rikishi for Rock, uh, Rikishi for Austin, I think Austin picked Rock for Triple H, something. so they wanted them to yeah. yeah. Very weird setup. Yeah. And as far as prizes, so there were a bunch down the line. It was everything from like games consoles and to just simple jackets and trophies. But I think the ultimate prize was the joy and satisfaction of seeing the adult get a good dunking, I think. The ultimate prize was meeting Dave Benson Phillips, my friend. That is also very true. Very true indeed. So Sexual Chocolate himself. Uh, so just a few facts. So the theme tune is, shall we say, heavily influenced by Slade's will bring down the house which i'll put in here it's just quite a bit of a jazzed up kind of version of it a bit of a remix and all that kind of thing so, i know i don't want to turn this into a wrestling podcast or anything on that sense but it is the wcw version of a soundtrack yeah like with jericho would have pearl jam but it'd be a rip-off of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. ddp nirvana yeah. rip-off of it this is the wcw version of slade yeah, basically. Um, so over time, the show sent lots of ideas for games by the children, and, and why not? God knows I'd have probably come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some were even accepted into rotation, and as such, the designers would be invited to the tapings to see their creations brought to life, which I thought was kind of nifty. Oh, that's awesome. That is yeah. absolutely awesome. Uh, Christopher Smith, who played Robert Sugden in Emmerdale between 1989 and 2001, appeared as a contestant in 1993 when he was eight years old and managed to gunge the producer of Emmerdale at the time, Morag Bain. I mean, got to imagine his storylines would go downhill from there. <laughs> the must have done. Like, wh mean, wh why are you an eight-year-old like playing with dolls and killing sheep? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch Emmerdale, but... A live version of the program with a portable gunge booth was performed during the 2015 Edinburgh Fringe with Dave Benson Phillips reviving his hosting duties. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm going to put the, the the clip in anyway, but in 1995, the program courted controversy, would you believe, by introducing the forfeit furnace. In this tweak to the format, the child would have to bring along a prized possession, and if they were beaten in one of the games by their adult teammate, their possession would be placed in the furnace and duly burnt. 
The introduction of the furnace resulted in numerous complaints to BBC's points of view. First, we must deal with the plight of 13-year-old Samantha Oxley's teddy bear. It has caused quite the most dreadful gloom to settle in homes all over Britain. Teddy Robin appeared to meet his end during Get Your Own Back, BBC One, Wednesday afternoons, when Samantha lost a game and had to put into the forfeit furnace her most prized possession. As a result, it was revealed that the items placed in the furnace were not actually, in fact, burnt with their demise being recreated through computer trickery and the child being given their position, possession back after filming. Nevertheless, the furnace section of the programme was edited out of all subsequent episodes and did not return for the following series. However, DBP recalls a moment a kid's possession was actually burnt. So basically, there were actual flames and inside this furnace just to give the illusion. And then basically a trapdoor would activate dropping their item through and everything's happy and safe. But the bear, the teddy bear that went in, accidentally flopped over before the trapdoor activated. <laughs> and yeah, burnt bear, basically. Serves them bloody right. On the Christmas 1998 special, they did a clip show with uh, Dave Benson Phillips defending the Get Your Own Back format against barrister Kirsten O'Brien, who you may remember from Smart. Ugh. Not Smart, uh, just her. Yeah. The, the year prior, she'd actually been on the show and subsequently gunged, so was in, in essence getting her own back on Benson Phillips for her humiliation. The judge presiding over the issue was none other than Crinkly Bottom's own Mr. Blobby. And weirdest of all, in August 2018, the UK watched in anticipation as Dave Benson Phillips made his pro wrestling debut, teaming with Session Moth Martina against the anti fun police at Riptide Wrestling which includes him giving a Bronco Buster to no fun done and a choke slam to Los Federales Jr., who would also get a minor gunging as well. I've got no I, words for that. I, 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 have, I have seen this. It's incredible. And, yeah, words can't do it justice. No, I mean, we'll link it over the course of the week. It's something to behold. As far as memories go, like, for me, it was just wishing I could be on. Like, I didn't really have anyone I wanted to dunk. Like, I'd, I'd be happy just to be there in the audience. Surely you'd. Funny enough for me. Surely you'd add. Nah. I there was no one in my life at the, at the time at, when I was like Aww. in the key age that I really <laughs> wanted, you know, to drop in the gun or anything. Like, you, you, you and I had a very different childhood. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, what about you? Who, who would, who would you have chucked in? Uh, I think the, I think the question is, who wouldn't I have chucked in? <laughs> oh, there's many. I mean, we all had teachers we didn't like and stuff, didn't we? So, yeah. what about Dave Bradley? <laughs> Even though I loved him to bits. Yeah, I got on well with Bradley, to be honest. So did I. I still see him nowadays and I still say hello to him. But imagine, oh, that. He'd have sold it like Mr. Perfect. Oh, yeah. It, 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 he would have sold that shit to the sky. Yeah. Bob Mack would have been, oh, Wilco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what C is a video game that you can play on the Amstrad? Chucky Egg! <laughs> uh, that's one for the Whitby College folks. Um, so, it's out. <laughs> but we put the call out on social media for any memories as well, and it just so happened that someone from within my friend circle has actually been on the show. Legend. So Benji, who was 14 at the time, sent in a letter nominating his scout leader. Unfortunately, said leader actually had a heart condition, so couldn't take part. But another one of the leaders volunteered. He said, after about two months before filming, they came to the scout hut for a couple of hours to shoot the promo videos. Heavily scripted, if I remember correctly, for about two minutes worth of footage. 
They filmed two shows a day, one morning, one afternoon up in Manchester, and I was on the PM show. I caught the end of the of the morning show being filmed and saw that the quote-unquote winner had selected Lever A and had won. And being a genius, I figured I should go with Lever B. I, and I, I also won. He won a PS2, he being the person in the morning taping. I won a skateboard, still slightly bitter. <laughs> I remember them saying no one really loses when they were taking us through the day, but not sure how literal that was. My show was actually very rare in that it finished as a tie. We had to take one of Benson's balls from Benson's bag, which is a sentence you wouldn't get away with these days. <laughs> and I won the tiebreaker. But in a rather embarrassing moment, thought I was meant to show my ball to Dave, again, phrasing, rather than read it out. So it looked very dear in the headlights. Because it's child versus child, it can't really be fixed except for the except by the adults quote unquote throwing the gains. My mum was convinced the other adult was trying to cheat to lose. Probably wouldn't have bothered if he knew the prize was a skateboard. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so there I we mean, go. That... Nice, nice first person account of someone who was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, I would have loved the PS2 instead of a skateboard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think anyone would. Yeah, unless you don't like video games. <laughs> yeah, but hey ho. So the episode we looked at was from 1997 couldn't get an exact air date for it but it doesn't really matter it's all good it's all in good anyway starting off with uh, dave bubble bubble gunge means trouble bit of a macbeth call there yeah i would like to think he could be a shakespearean actor <laughs> for definite and then we get the intro and then it comes on and says forget girl power forget spice power this is gunge power Certainly a way to kick things off, isn't it? I, I thought he was going to say something else when he said that. <laughs> I won't I won't, I won't say the phrase, but I thought it was going to be something a little bit blue. <laughs> the first contestant is Jack, who's nine, brought in on a racing seat. And this, this is so bizarre, the way they're brought in here. What what what, what was his name? Jack. Oh, I've got here, baby Alan Carr. Because <laughs> for me, it was just baby Alan Carr. Yeah, now that you say it, yeah. I've brought his face to mind, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, he's brought on his dinner lady, Sue, who, to be fair to her, is properly getting into the spirit of the show, like, coming on, rattling the cages and everything, rattling the bars and everything like that. Like, she's <laughs> proper getting in the, in the spirit of it, to be fair to her. Yeah, 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 again, another lookalike. For me, I just... There seems to be a lot of wrestling references today, a lot of do doo references, but I just kept thinking Judy Bagwell. Like, Judy Bagwell in a cage. Like, this could be like a WCW 2000 match. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, again, very accurate now you said it. <laughs> and this pre-tape that they've got here is painful to watch. Now, you see, if you hadn't said before what Benji said about it being heavily scripted, I would have said this was heavily, heavily scripted. <laughs> like, like I, I'm not an actor or anything like that, you know. I haven't been in the world of dance. I haven't acted like that but i can act better than that where's the committance where's where's the character development there's nothing <laughs> it was almost like he was reading lines off the script and she's smiling away like she's supposed to be an angry head uh, dinner lady she's smiling now last mm -hmm. time i checked that's not character development nah. sorry i got but... really angry <laughs> oh my anger's about to come don't panic <laughs> But yeah, apparently Sue hides your food if you leave it unattended and doesn't let you have seconds. If anything, she's looking out for you by not letting yeah. you put back to Sue and she's actually laughing about it. Meanwhile, I'm cringing. She says it's all true, which gets a resounding boo and hiss from the from the studio audience. 
And they're playing against Emma, also nine, and she's nominated her ice skating tutor, Jill. Oh, so sad for you with your little ice skating instructor. We, I, I mean, we all have ice skating instructors, don't we? Like, I, I usually have it after my croquet, croquet lesson. Yeah, I mean, fucking... So I, I just saw this and I was like, how posh are you? Yeah, so I don't feel bad for this kid at all. I can only assume Jill has a career outside of ice skating tutor duties, which is why she wants you up at the rink at 5.30. I get it, a kid doesn't want to be out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning, whatever. But, you know, she's there to breed winners, and that starts with discipline, and that starts with getting up at 5 o'clock in the bloody morning. I'm sorry, sorry. she didn't get up at 5am. No. It was was far too late, I'm not BT. It was far (laughs) too late at 5am, her to be getting out of bed. That was to take at least 11 o'clock in the morning. Because it was still... I get up at 5 o'clock for work on the morning. And it's pitch dark in yeah. the summer and it's pitch dark in winter. Autumn, spring, it's pitch dark. It's never that light at 5am. I'm sorry, but I was absolutely fuming about that. <laughs> sorry, it's brought up some stuff. It's brought back but, some memories. But also, it's like the fact... Yeah, does, does, this, does Emma think that... It, yeah, you know, not get it in her head that maybe Jill's not free after school times or on weekends to, to do her ice skating tutor duties. You know, it's like... Well, she's not, though. That's the thing. Cause she's too busy helping Paul Daniels. <laughs> She'd look like Devin <laughs> McGee who, who had pop surgery. <laughs> and, and also, it's like maybe the rink isn't is too busy in like the after school times and the weekend so you can't do your practice and stuff like that it's like did did, did emma think of this no she only thinks of herself i mean look at look how good i mean and i mean in the vt it shows her doing like pirouettes and stuff like that it's like look how good you are for being up at 5 a.m and being at the rink for 5 30 look how good you are okay so well, be it bloody great. 5 a.m <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and the mother the mother as well she's like come on get out of bed Ah, you slag. Like, you know, it's like Papa Donnie Dyer playing a female mum. Yeah. And then she says, when I fall over, she laughs. It's like, this is positive reinforcement is actually what this is for yeah. you to not feel bad if you fall over and not associating it with pain. Like, she, she's helping you. She is disciplining you, child. You should be bloody grateful. Yeah. And you know what she called her at the end? You get what she called her at the end? She called her the ice demon. Jesus. It's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> However, I will say in this VT, I did appreciate the backing track, most because it made me think of Mitchell and Webb uh, with Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a classic scene. Uh, but back to the studio, and Jill looks at, Jill looks genuinely upset here. I'm not surprised. She's only doing a job. Paul yeah. Ashley, damn it. She's working as a magician's assistant part-time just to play, pay the bills. Just trying to be a nice skate instructor. And just, she has a bit of joy in that. Someone falls over, you laugh. It's natural. We all watch you being framed. Yeah. Unless, but, and then she's thinking, I'm going to get gunged there. Paul Daniels hire me. David Blaine won't hire me now. What am I supposed to do? I'm trying to pull rabbits out of my hat and out comes gunge. Yeah. So, I, I don't blame her. But, and then Dave, Dave's like really softly to her. Are there any times you say anything nice? So when Jill goes, sometimes, and Dave turns to Emma, is this true? And she just goes, no. And I actually feel sorry for Jill in this scenario, I have to say. I hope, I mean, we've all watched Dexter, but I hope Jill became the ice truck killer. <laughs> because she she did nothing wrong, the poor woman. Nah. She's doing her job. Absolutely. And this is one of the things where the pupil is bullying the teacher. Yep. 
Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. I would have kicked her out. I'd have said, no, you're not getting any more. <laughs> but our first game is tidy up. Basically, the kids have to chuck rubbish through one window whilst the adult has to put it back through the top window. Most rubbish on the grown-up side at the end wins. Good effort from all. Nine items for both, so we'll level pegging straight away at 90 points each. Yeah, apart from the buff cheating. Why so? Well, it, Benson calls them out, in it? Oh, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. They kept trying yeah, to do then, it after time, yeah. Yeah, they called Alan Carr out for it. But when it came to other lass, Emma Watson, whatever her name is, like, she was doing it and he never called her out on that. And I was like, oh, I don't like this, Phillips. No, 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 no. no. But the next game is called Petal Power. The adult's dressed as a giant flower whilst the kid has a high-powered ball blaster. I'm thinking, like, you know, like, tennis ball launcher, that kind of thing. And they have to knock all the petals off in 45 seconds, 10 points per petal. And this is a very small studio that they're filming in here. Like, those balls are moving at some pace. I'd be really worried about them ricocheting off and hitting some poor kid in the audience here. I would have done. I'd have made sure it happened. <laughs> but when, when I saw the adults dressed up as this, all I could think of was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. You have to talk like, through this one. It, Will uh, has to do extra courses to pass college, to get out of college. Okay. One of them is in a kid's nativity... In a kid's play, I was going to say nativity play, but it isn't. In a kid's play, and he's dressed as a giant flower. Okay. And it was the exact same flower that they were dressed <laughs> And I was just thinking, Will Smith all the time for this game. The way they were moving around to try to avoid getting hit, it just made me think, do you remember those toys from the 90s, those little solar-powered flowers that were, or the, like, noise activated that were like, that had a guitar on for no apparent reason? Which is I have I have a Homer Simpson one on my window <laughs> right now. But all I kept thinking was Churchill uh, nodding dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but... Jack scores 50, Emma scores 40, so it's 140 playing 130 to Jack. And the next game is Squeal on the Wheel. So this is, I believe, was a viewer-submitted game that they kind of kept around and kept it in rotation pretty much throughout the, for the rest of the run. And adults are just basically going to wheel and getting spun round whilst yep. the kid has to throw tennis balls at the target behind them. Well, it's the old Velcro game, isn't it? Like, you had the pads yeah. with the Velcro on. Sketch. Sketch, that was it. I couldn't think of what it was called. I was just going to say, I was trying to find, uh, like, an advert for it to, to put the soundbite in, because I was going to yeah. say, oh, this is just a giant game of Sketch. And I couldn't find an advert to put to it, because it seems like Sketch doesn't exist. Well, it, it was definitely called Sketch. I definitely remember that. But, like... Yeah, yeah. it'd be some licensing law, wouldn't it? Like, mm. same as everything nowadays. Basically, land in your coloured segment to win. Uh, Emma scores 70, Jack scored 60, so we're back to leveling with 200 each. And I'm surprised you only had 45 seconds for that game, because the others seem to have like a minute and a bit. But I suppose if this one, you're getting turned mm. upside down continuously, you don't want to leave it for long. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I've put it here. So the next game up is Wallball. <laughs> Wallball. Yeah, it does seem like we're racing through this, but each game is 45 seconds. Yeah. And Dave only spends maybe a minute or less talking about the games, so because we did we did all the getting to know you in the first five minutes with the god awful pre tapes and stuff, and then it's just non stop madness, which pacing wise is great because kids have short attention spans, so you've got. To so keep... what you said, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, you're right. Like, like I would say normally, like we watch it, and normally the ones we've watched have been on like ITV or something like that, and there's been adverts. So it's been cut down to like 20 minutes because the adverts have been took out. This one was about 25 minutes. 
yeah. there was no adverts, it was one continuous no. stream. And it's so fast-paced, like you said, it works for kids' TV. Yeah, because the short attention spans, and it's got to keep constantly moving and changing to keep yeah keep them engaged and everything yeah, like absolutely. that. Absolutely, and and it works. And I mean, like you know, every 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 time it's something different. Like the kid, the adults dress up like a flower. They dress up like a bumblebee. You know, all these different games that have been uh, that have been on it through the years. It's just constantly visual changes and yeah. You know, yeah. fast moving colours and stuff. So it keeps it keeps the kids engaged. So you know, this this fast pace works for it. Plus and there as well, it's probably recorded on school night. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So they need to get home. Yeah. But for this game, so the kids sat in a giant catapult launching balls at a, at, at a wall. The adults wearing oversized goalkeeper gloves to stop said balls. And within the wall are coloured bricks and they have to hit the floor and they're worth ten points each. And this was very reminiscent of a Japanese game show that you <laughs> that we stumbled across. I was waiting for you time. to reference this when I was watching it. Yeah, I knew um, you'd reference this because it was bloody brilliant. So, <laughs> and what it was, and what that was, was three contestants sat on like a cardboard box wall, and they'd spin a wheel, and different things would come on to try and knock them off the wall. <laughs> Like everything from like kids' football teams to a man in a little tank and everything in between, like to a, to a rotating whip. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the this is a very real thing, and we might cover it down the line, but <laughs> we will cover it down the line. Yeah. Um. I mean, this game actually seems quite difficult for the kid, to be honest. Yeah. But it's it still hard like to a get a name. Oh, absolutely. But it's it's more luck for this game, I would say, even though. There was maybe a slight skill element. It's yeah. mainly luck. Emma scores thirty. Jack didn't score at all. Oh, but um, what about what about the goalkeeping from this, Sue? The, literally like my from, next note. Sorry. Wasn't from Sue, was it? It was from yeah, um, Sue. Sue, yeah. Oh yeah, Sue. Yeah. I mean, she was like a you know like a young Peter Schmeichel out there. She was <laughs> same hair, but it was a uh, you know fantastic goalkeeping. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said here, poor targeting, good goalkeeping for Sue means he scored nothing. So it's 230 playing 200 to Emma. And the penultimate game is called Slam Dunk. So the basically. <laughs> That's put it in. That's it. Yeah. So basically, you're on a big inflatable. You've got big inflatable stepping stone course going around the adult who stood in the middle. And the, the adult just has to stand there and jump to try to try put you yeah. off balance. And then you've just got to run around and, and chuck balls in uh, in that, what Dave Benson Phillips incorrectly calls a basketball hoop. That is a netball hoop. It is. I, I I don't want to get into the specifics of this, but yeah, again, I got angry. Uh, but hey ho, the adults have to jump in place and try to offset them and say, so Emma has really got the hang of this quite quickly. Yeah. And is she regretting those five a.m. wake up calls now? Because in a sport about like ice skating, which is about poise and balance, that seems to be carrying her through this game quite nicely. And what thanks does Jill get? Absolutely jack squat. Yeah. Because, yeah, it absolutely seems to be paying off for it. So, sorry, I've got a real bee in my bonnet about this whole thing. Like, <laughs> really, oh, really no, good. no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. She, but... she looks like someone who will end up working for the Times newspaper. She's just like, <laughs> has that egotistical bit about her which I just uh, I, I wanted young I wanted young Alan Carr to win just because you know he looks more genuine which we get to later on when the yeah. results are announced yeah because I got a bit emotional <laughs> but it was double points for this uh, Jack scores 60 by only getting three balls in but Emma's got seven so she scores 140 absolutely smashed it 
Emma wins the game 370, playing 260. Jack looked so dejected. He looked like he was going to burst out crying. He did. Because all he's won for his efforts is a get-your-own-back jacket. Uh, yeah, and then uh, so she won picture to hang up in the school. Yeah. <laughs> of three random people who don't go to that school. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it's time for the gunk dunk, and the adult has to answer three questions determined from how high they get sent into the pool. First question, which comedy duo present to me, to you? Of course, the answer is the Chuckle Brothers. They seem offended that she got the answer right, even though the Chuckles have been entertainers since the dawn of time and have a well-established catchphrase. Yeah, they could have just thrown it. I think it's more of a case of why didn't you throw the answer? Yeah. Why didn't you throw the question? Yeah, but even still. Second question, which band had a chart-topping hit with Mbop? She doesn't know that, but answer is, of course, Hanson. So what do we oh, do? I thought it was Metallica. <laughs> but what we, do we do? We Scotty Too Hotty and we Grandmaster Sexy It. What do we do? <laughs> oh, yes. But the final question, which rubber-faced actor appeared in the movie Liar Liar? And again, Jill gets oh, that oh, right. Oh, 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 Jackie Sloan. You're very close. It was Jim Carrey. Oh, I just heard rubber. <laughs> and again, she gets that right. And the and they let's boo this adult for getting a pop culture question about a movie <laughs> with mass appeal. With mass appeal, you know, it's like with one of the most famous actors at the time yeah, in the world. Exactly. <laughs> and then we're just making this up as we go along now, because Benson Phillips basically punishes her for being a quote smart person, and she has to go up from the top of the track anyway. It turned heel. It so, turned heel. Yeah. You put it, so you're punishing intelligence. You're, you're punishing the intelligence, and I even say intelligence loosely because she got a question about the Chuckle Brothers right, and she got a question about Jim Carrey right. So yeah, uh, uh. I'm pissed now. Were the t-shirts too tight as well, Billy? But Emma pulls the lever. In goes Jill, and Emma feels quote really better now. So her English is about as good as mine. <laughs> And clearly, yeah. and clearly well, ice skating is better as well. I was going to say, she's spending all the time ice skating instead of going to school. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the prize. So she gets the jacket, same as Jack, and this clock trophy that I could have done in Mr. Saw's DT class at Esdale and looked better. This is a... I, I did do something similar to this. I, I'm sure I did. Yeah, because we all well, had to, we all clock. to make clocks. Yeah, clock, yeah. people, clocks. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> no, it wasn't... I remember in year seven, I had to make a sellotape dispenser as well. I think I possibly did. I can't remember. Yeah. Blocked a lot of that out. <laughs> Therapy and yeah, <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy drugs. <laughs> but end of the show. And this was so much fun to watch. As angry as I got at it. <laughs> really? I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? You can see yeah. why we love it as a kid. Absolutely. I, like now, I don't think I'd love it as much. I don't know. But I did enjoy it. Like I'd, I'd want, like maybe like a more adult theme to it, if you know what I mean. Like you get you get it back on like your girlfriend or something like that. And... Maybe, yeah. So I mean, this is my take on it. Like this could absolutely make a comeback, and I don't see any reason why not. Like surely kids would be just as up for this now as they would have been back then. And better still, the kids who would have loved to have been on it then are adults now. So they'd be even more up for it. What? What's its charm about, Dave? Though. Yeah, I, but this is this is it. I think yeah, the the charm maybe has gone. I mean, for hosting, I found a kids present pre, yeah. kids presenter called Ben Shires, who I think is the right energy for this. 
and never heard of him yeah i i only found him because i was like who's around now and i looked at like videos of him and stuff like that and i think he'd be a really good candidate for the show we're going to cover next week as well i would have said someone like david williams but i but again i don't even think like ben phillips would actually be up for coming back i mean i don't know oh, of course he... bbc's policy on you know older statesmen kind of thing but you know well they still have paxman don't they so that's true enough but yeah i mean i think i think if they if they kind of went yeah dave we're gonna do a short run of uh get your own back i'm sure he'd, he'd be right on it the th- thing is now though in today's age where's he gonna find the shirts yeah that's true enough because he is the definition of charlie sheen in two and a half men with the yeah, bowler yeah. shirts yeah for sure you, ca- you can't wear the same shirt again because we've all seen them <laughs> So it's a case of how is he going to refresh himself? Like, how is he going to evolve the gimmick? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd find a way. He's a smart cookie. <laughs> but there we go. Get your own back. A staple of the after-school di- diet, uh, well and truly in the books. And honestly, I had so much fun going back through this and doing all the research for it. Like, <laughs> like once I started going... like. Sometimes when I start researching things, I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty cut and dry, whatever. When I started going down the rabbit hole of this and I saw like the stuff about points of view and stuff like that, I was like, this is just gold. This is wonderful. Like I had such fun researching this. In the coming weeks, uh, seeing as we've got a bit more time on our hands, I'm actually going to be launching something a little bit different in my own time. So keep your eyes peeled for that as and when I iron out the final, iron out the final details and get that launched. Uh, as for us, though, next week, we're ransacking our homes on a mass scavenger hunt with hopefully a special guest in tow as we play a little finders keepers. Really looking forward to that. Losers weepers. Absolutely. <laughs> one, one of the few game shows I applied for when I was a kid. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Ooh, a little, little uh, teaser. little teaser. Oh, a little teaser. Yeah, it's just yeah. like just a tip, just a tip. <laughs> and in the meantime, to all you wonderful people listening, please check out our link tree for links to all our social medias, all the podcast players you can find us on. Uh, my guest appearance on Cerebral Jukebox, Carl Bryan, and look out for me appearing on two of previous ho- guest host Mark's podcasts in the near future, and even our YouTube playlist where we've put all our shows we've covered so far at linktr.ee forward slash play pods. If podcast player allows, why not leave a little rating or review? Until next week, though, it's a goodbye from me, Steve. It's a goodbye from Simon. Didn't he do well? Thank you, everyone. Peace and good cheer.